What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Laura, what do you got? All right, guys, we love music around here. You know, Cap sometimes doesn't know what we play, but <laughs> we do love music around here. And I saw that New Kids on the Block is going on tour next year. And I was like, okay, that was a little bit past my era, but I still love their music. But they're bringing some friends along. And these friends caught my attention. Salt and Peppa and Vogue, who I've seen in concert and is really good, actually. And then one of you guys' favorites, because you guys have talked about him, Rick Astley is going to join them on tour. Hmm. So I love it. Never going to give you up. Never ex- going to let you down. Never going to run around and desert you. Uh, by the way, if you're watching Ted Lasso, that's a very uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, like uh, modern reference uh, Don't from tell the show. Me yet. Yeah. Well, you're still behind on Ted Lasso, dude. I, dude, listen, here's my problem. I'm behind on Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. I'm behind on the morning show. And now this whole squid thing happened. Squid Games. Squid yeah. Games. And I thought it was called Squid Row. And no. it's, it's Squid Games. And, yeah. and now I got to catch up on Squid Games, too. I am. I, here's the thing. Sometimes you get so far behind on a show, you just give up on it. And I don't want to do that to Ted Lasso. No, you can't. It's so good. Yeah. I literally uh, recommended so Ted, Ted Lasso to one of our listeners, and he, like, caught up. He went through the entire first season and the first five episodes in, like, 48 hours. Yeah, this is going to be tonight's my night because my girlfriend is going to a concert. And um, so tonight tonight is my night. I've been thinking to myself, what am I going to do? Am I going to start the morning show season two? Am no, I going to catch that. up on no, Ted Lasso? No, Lasso. Do Lasso. Am I going to go to Squid Row? Lasso's getting really good oh where you left God. off. So good. Yeah, Lasso's so getting really good. good. Um, yeah, I'm going to pick it up tonight. I mean, as good as like when New Kids on the Block were rocking the world, basically. Mm-hmm. And KOTB. Yeah. So they're going to be at Staples Center May 27th. They will yeah. be in San Diego May 26th. In Anaheim at the Honda Center May 28th. Tickets go on sale Friday, October 8th. This Friday at 11 a.m. So let me let me get this straight. Um, you got the... I love this one. Sorry. The... The, the, the audience for New Kids on the Block is basically going to be a bunch of, like, 30 to 40-year-old women, right? I mean, I'm 33, so, yeah, that's around, yeah. <laughs> that's around right? right? Like, that's the audience, right? <laughs> I think it I, might be a little bit older, too. No, there is, yeah. So, I mean, it's, like, 80s, 90s, you know, yeah. so I'm sure there's In between, be like, 30-something and 30 and, like, 45. Like, that's, like, the age range, I feel like. I would say 32. Okay, 30 Whatever. To, yeah. 30 to like 50, let's call it. 30s and 40s. Yes, yeah. definitely 30s and 40s. I'm just giving here. him a hard time. Yeah, 32 yeah. to 51. Why are you going to do that Latina thing where you're because, just trying, you, you got to throw the I'm extra Latina, numbers in there? Because I'm Mexicana, you know what? Alabado. We're just Goodness. a little bit Dios, extra. Dios mio. I've got my three-year-old saying that now. Dios mio. I love, oh my God, your three-year-old. He's so cute. When's he going to say oy vey? No, I don't know. I no. haven't taught him that yet. Are you guys going to go? Are you guys going to try to go to this concert on, on the real? Me? No. <laughs> Lindsay, you want to go? First of all, May 28th is like, first of all, it's like Memorial Weekend. Yeah, but that's and next I'm going to be at some NBA playoff game probably somewhere. I'm not going to New Kids on the Block. Dude, I can't make a plan for May of 2022. Yeah, that's a long time ahead to plan. Plus, I saw them when I was like 10 or something. Really? I saw them in concert. When they I was can't 10. be better than when you were 10. Like yeah, at 10, you probably not. were in heaven watching them. <laughs> I feel like now it would kind of like, you know, the dream is over. I would like to remember them as they were back then, you know? Okay, so what, so for me, because I watched one of my first concerts was like a big, like, 
concert for a, a station here in LA, right? Yeah. But then my other one was like NSYNC, and I was a huge fan of NSYNC, and I would love for them to come back. But even if they would, I mean, I don't think it'll ever happen, but if they would, I would still be geeking out, yelling like I was 10 years old for right. them. You know, so I feel like it could happen. Well, if NSYNC gets back together again, that's Justin Timberlake doing for all With of friends. his old NSYNC pals. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's oh, what I Michael know. Jackson did for his family when he's like, Yeah, but um, that's fam. Hey, you guys want to go on tour? We'll do the victory tour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a girl can dream. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, all right. So new kids on the blocks coming. Uh, all right. Here's the deal. 877-710-ESPN if you want to hop aboard. So we were talking about the Chargers, and we opened up about them making a statement. Uh, I don't believe the Chargers are going to be the Clippers of the NFL. Kaplan, you clearly still believe that that's the case. And I think the difference is this. Yes, you are right. Herbert is a star. We, we both agree on that. I actually think that Staley um, has shown to me a penchant already in a very short amount of time to be a good coach because here's the thing. Normally defensive coaches, and I know he has an offensive background. He was a quarterback at Dayton. Um, but he's been a defensive coordinator uh, and most recently here in L.A. with the Rams, right, and Sean McVay. So he's got the Sean McVay glow. But what I noticed is, and most of these, and you know this, Scott, you covered that sport intimately for a long time. These defensive coordinator head coaches, generally super conservative. Not the case with Brandon Staley. He's like, I'm not going to coach scared. You need to be scared because I have Justin Herbert. Yeah, is basically well. the way he's coaching. Going for it on fourth downs and things like that. And the L.A. football game. Like, the battle, quote-unquote, for L.A. is a long game. Like I mentioned, like Camilo from Boyle Heights mentioned, um, like Jerry Jones told you, uh, like the guy in um, in Palm Springs, David, told you. There is a long game here. And there's no Lakers. Yeah, the Raiders, plenty of Raider fans live here in L.A., but the Raiders are not the Lakers, okay? The Lakers have 17 championships. That's not the Raiders. That is 100% accurate. The, the Raiders seem to have the biggest fan base. The Rams are the team that brought the NFL back to L.A. Correct. and built the Super Stadium. And the Chargers, who knows what 10 or 15 years might do. I mean, who knows what happens to Justin Herbert's career. I mean, what happens if he turns into Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, where he plays for 15 years and he becomes, you know, one of the yeah. all-time great statistical players. I right. mean, that, that could happen. But here's the only thing. Because, by the way, he yeah. is, to this point in his career, through 18 games. He is Dan Marino and Patrick Mahomes, basically, who are the only guys statistically that have put up equal, equally as good numbers at this stages of their career. Yeah, but the one thing about L.A. that is very, very different than San Diego, George, in San Diego, the Chargers could be 1-15, and everybody would still love the team because that's what they had. You know, That was their team. They can't be that here, no. In, in L.A., if, if everybody demands championships... You know, yeah. you talk about the Lakers, they rebuilt their roster to win a championship. The Dodgers right now are trying to figure out tomorrow night against St. Louis. We don't have Kershaw. We don't have Muncie. We've battled through this year of injuries to get to 106 wins because winning the World Series is it. This, No matter what, this will be a failure of a season if the Dodgers don't win yes. the World Series. Agreed. Because that's the way people think that's in the Los standard. Angeles. Yes. Right, exactly. So, so putting up great numbers or having cool uniforms – or, um, or having uh, interesting personalities, it's good, but what people ultimately want is championships. Yeah, and that's agreed. why I think the Rams were able to kind of jump out ahead of everybody mm -hmm. is because they immediately got to a Super Bowl. Didn't win yeah. it, but got there. Agreed, 100%. I, I don't disagree with that, but I think it's a long game. And I think that, look, Matthew Stafford is really good, but Justin Herbert has youth on his side. He has time on his side. 
he's he, he barring injury, he's probably going to be one of these 15-year guys. Like, I do think he's going to be that. Uh, let's go to the phones. Um, by the way, also getting it on Squid Game. We were talking about that earlier. Kaplan hasn't watched it yet. He's just seen the trailer. But we know the concept. If you don't know the concept, you should because it's a hilariously awesome, crazy show. Um, and I don't mean, like, hilarious in the sense of, like, it's actually funny. It's just hilarious in the sense that this thing caught on the way it did on Netflix and just, like, has... Like, it's it's wild. Like, everyone is just watching it all of a sudden. Most Especially in show. America where it's all subtitled. It's subtitled, yeah. correct. Well, it is subtitled. I was going to ask, Sedano, did you watch it because everyone was talking about it? Because when I mentioned it on, like, Friday, I was like, hey, have you guys, like, heard about Squid Games? And you're just like, yeah, no, whatever. I'm not watching that. I don't have time for that. No, but a bunch of my friends were, were into it. I found that after the fact because I asked them after you brought that up. And people were telling me why I should watch it, and I did. I started watching a few episodes, and it was. A friend really of mine good. told me that last night he finished the uh, the season or the series or whatever. He wasn't really sure, and he's like, "Dude, I've been trying to tell you. You thought Tiger King was a phenomenon this during is COVID. Way bigger. Yeah. This yeah. is more yeah. gigantic than Tiger King. Because yeah. it's, it's international. Yes. Um, so if Squid Game is basically a bunch of adults who owe uh, it's this fictional story where they have a debt that they can't pay off. It's just too large, and these adults are being asked to play kids games or Squid Games in order to save their lives, to pay off their debts and perhaps even make money. But if they lose at any of these kid games, they literally get eliminated. They die. Like, they shoot them. So it is, it, what game, what child's game would you play and you say you feel confident enough that you could play for your life? Eight, and seven, you seven, say seven. kickball. I say kickball. I can, I can play kickball with the best of them. Okay, I've got hopscotch. Put me on a kickball team. We're winning. Okay, I'm a hopscotch guy. How okay. do you win at hopscotch? <laughs> right? I don't know. I mean, I'm just really good at hop, hop, mm, two feet, okay. hop, hop. Mine, well, I think the competition around. on hopscotch would be be able to do, like, it's almost like horse, right? You know, mm. I seem to have forgotten the rules of hopscotch, oh. but, you know, when... when Isn't it like with, a game of horse where you, you have know? to duplicate each other or one-up each other? I think, I, no, I think you throw you're the rock, don't throw, you? Yeah, you yeah, throw, yeah, you throw the rock stick, and then right. wherever it lands. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take back Hopscotch, even though I think I'm really good. And I'm going to go with another board game since somebody called. Yeah, you're, with... you're dead. No, it's over. No, you're no, dead. You're, yeah, oh, I'm, you're I'm done. done. You died already. They, That's they it. killed me. You well, unless I'm... And you didn't even know how to play. Unless I'm doing good at Hopscotch, unless I'm doing really well. Okay. Well, Otherwise, I'd have to go to Operation because I've got really steady hands. I don't believe that. That oh game. I used to hate that game. I used to hate that game. Buzz me all the time. Daniel in LA. Daniel, what do you got? All right. For Squid Game, I love me some Guess Who. I used to, like, whoop on everybody on Guess Who. Like, does he have a mustache? Does he have black hair? Is he bald? <laughs> like, I used to, like, nail people out. And, I just, and just by reading their faces. Yeah. I probably should have picked up poker, but I didn't. But I used yeah. to be like, oh, okay, I know who they're at. So, anyways, that's my squid game. About this whole Chargers and Raiders thing, one thing that annoys me is that owners who can't build their own stadium or at least afford to put a majority of the money on. How are the owners of a NFL team if they can't afford to build their stadium, I think that's what's been wrong with the Chargers and the Raiders, why they have a ceiling, because their owners can't afford to do much more than where, where they're at. And I remember watching the show Billions, and they, someone told Axel Rose that having an NFL team is a way of being knighted in the United States of America. Like, when you own that, you're knighted as, as an elite person, as an elite billionaire. Mm -hmm. So the fact that Spano and Davis couldn't afford to build their own state. The NFL should have came in and been like, hey, you can't afford it. We're taking over until someone else buys it. Or, or at least at least the NFL say, okay, we'll put up the money for your stadium and you have this much time to pay, it, to pay us off. If not, then we're taking your team away. Yeah. It's unfair that Oakland lost their team. It's unfair that San Diego lost their team because these billionaires, supposed billionaires, couldn't put up their own money for it. That's yep. what's that. 
Yep, and I'll just one one other quick anecdote about Jerry Jones. I remember saying to Jerry Jones, this is before the Rams moved to L.A., I said, Jerry, why the Rams? You know, why Stan Kroenke? And he said, Stan Kroenke is the kind of guy that if he didn't own the Rams, we as NFL owners would be recruiting him to come buy an NFL team. We need more guys like Stan Kroenke. That's Jerry Jones, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm telling you I'm pretty darn close to a direct quote, and that's a conversation I had with Jerry Jones, I don't know, six, seven years ago. They loved Stan Kroenke because he's a multi, multi, multi-billionaire. The reason that they took care of Dean Spanos is because they knew he didn't have the liquid cash to even put up that kind of money to be part of building a stadium. So the question was, how does the public come to his rescue? Increasing hotel taxes so that you can build a stadium for a billionaire owner. So, I mean, listen, this, this whole story, George, could go on and on and on forever. But yeah. the bottom line is this. Give the Chargers credit, as I will. They played a great game last night. And it's a tough environment when you're supposedly on your home field and the opposing fan base is 75% yeah, of the crowd. and they, they had to go silent count. Like, it was crazy. All right, listen, we'll keep this rolling. 877-710-ESPN plus the Dodgers. Still the favorite, and I'm going to tell you why they are the favorite. I'm going to tell you why they're still going to win the whole thing. I'm going to tell you why the Cardinals are not even in the Dodgers class. How about that? We'll get to that in three minutes and 30 seconds. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. I feel like you could dodge that dodgeball. Dodge it? From, yeah. Dude, I'll catch it with one hand. I'll oh. throw it back so fast at him he wouldn't even know what hit him. Yeah. I hit him right square in the mouth. You know, And he knows it, too. 100-mile-an-hour mm. fastball. Yeah. Because mm. yeah. here's the thing. If Chris doesn't get you with the dodgeball... You're going to get him back. If you catch it, he's done. Yeah, toast. Yeah, because not only is he technically out because you caught it, but even if you he misses you and you don't catch it but you don't get touched, you get that ball. He's not as mobile as you. Well, and I hope that he throws that little one. I want You know, like when you're playing dodgeball, they got the big balls, medium size, and then the little ones. That was such a shade throw. I'm just saying, he's not as mobile. Is it fair to say, Lindsay, he's not as mobile? Um, I think. I think you would. Um, you're miss. I think you know, you're misgaging. Yeah. yeah. I I think you're wrong. Yeah, me you're too. More, more mobile than you'd think. I really put my money on Morales over Cap any day. All day. I mean, Morales. Really? Yes. No, my, I why? don't. Not a dog. So? No. I'm just curious. Why? No, so? I just I don't know. I'm just when I. That's why I laughed when Sid <laughs> was like, he's not as. I was like, yo, I feel like he's that sneaky person that would get you and you don't even know. I don't know. I would put my money on Morales for sure. I don't know. I mean, I am a world-class athlete, you know. I mean, yeah, he definitely, like, he you was. Were. Like, you were, yeah. He was definitely a more of an athlete than no, Chris No, no, I mean, you were. <laughs> I'm just saying I I would put my money on Morales. But now that, um, Lindsay, what would be your game? Because the guys haven't asked us, and I don't think. Oh, that's true. I want to know what your games are before I get into the calls here and I get to the Dodgers. Go ahead. Mine's softball or, or wiffle ball, actually. Wiffle ball for sure. Oh, wiffle ball. Mm, now that's chill at that one. Okay. Well, right. Especially with the ghost runners. I was always hitting the ghost runners home. Oh. Okay. That's a good one. Laura, what's your game? Tetherball. 
somebody somebody hit me up on Twitter and said, dude, you were a really good tetherball player. And I I must say, I love tetherball. Are you a good tetherball player, Laura? I used to be really good when I well, was my, in my assumption school. is if she said that the, she has to play for her life, that y- y- she's yeah. going to pick something she's good at. Well, it's not like you who literally just threw something out that you didn't even know the rules. <laughs> I forgot the rules, man. It's been a long time since I played hopscotch. Come then on. Then why would you pick that game? Right. Yeah. Because because when it came to my mind of like which game could I play really well, I thought to myself, if I look down on the ground and I've taken a, a stick of chalk and I've outlined an entire hopscotch board, I feel like hop, hop, two, hop, hop, two, turn around, hop, hop, back, two. I, I just feel like I'm really good at it. Maybe, yeah. I'll, go, maybe I'll go double Dutch Mm-mm. jump rope. No, man. We've seen your dance videos. You got no rhythm. You're going to be falling all over the place. No, 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 no. You're going to die. Yeah, here's no, the thing. If we have know. to do squid game teams, you're not on my team, bro. You nope. just jump too soon, bro. Mm-mm. You jump too soon. You're too cocky about these things. <laughs> you're too brazen. Like, I'm not, you're not on my teams. We're all going to get shot and die. Like, yeah. not happening. Yeah. When I when I heard about this squid games show i i actually thought i was like wait what it's a reality show and they they play these games and then if they don't they all die and then i found out no it's not a reality show dumbass it's actually you know like a drama of some kind george what should i do tonight let me ask you a question i've got the night free yeah should i catch up on ted lasso because i think i'm only five or six episodes into the season it's been like three or four weeks since i've watched one should i start the morning show because you know i'm going to date jennifer aniston at some point in my life or should i start the squid games right now tonight no, finish up the fi- finish up lasso, man. I told you, finish up lasso. Right, I'm gonna see if I can put in a serious block of time tonight into lasso. No, dude, do it. It's so good. Are I you mean, done? Thirty Laura? minute episodes. I I'm caught up like till the last episode. The last episode, mind blow. It was so good. That last okay. episode was really good. Whew. All right, yeah, so, so if good. I'm on episode six, what were there? Twelve in the season. Are they yeah. done? Yeah, there's a le- they're through eleven right now. Yes. Okay, so I think I might be able to invest like almost three hours of my three life hours tonight is what into you Ted need. Lasso. Yes. Jesus, yeah. man, three so hours good. of TV. Goodness. I mean, it's your fault for being behind. Mm-hmm. I know that's true, but, but but again, the strategy was I can't keep doing this every Friday, so I'll wait until I can binge. Well, why didn't you just watch night. it on like Sundays? That's when I do it. Usually, oh, now the other day I watched it on Thursday night, Friday morning. When I it guess, came but, out. But generally, I wait till Sundays because I know I can after Sunday night football, I can just relax. Watch a little Sports Center, and when I'm done, I switch to Lasso, and that's it. Cap. Yo. So Brionis is in the studio. Yeah, he is. He's in the background. Yeah, he's in the background, and he wanted to know if the reason. What's going on? (laughs) He wants to know if the reason you haven't seen Ted Lasso or caught up is because it's actual football, not football. He goes, and he doesn't know anything about it. I love football. In fact, today I'll have you know that I went to see a live football game. I went to go see my daughter play football. I told and, him. Uh, yeah, it was, it was very fun. Uh, love soccer. But um, tonight, maybe. Tonight, maybe I jump back to Ted Lasso and I, I see if I can binge a whole bunch of them. No, okay. you got to. Because on Thursday, I'm going to quiz you on the entire There you go. You got a quiz them. coming. Mm-hmm. There it is. All right. All right. All right let me All go right. to Sean in L.A. who's been holding on patiently on the Squid Games talk. Go ahead, Sean. Hey, fellas. How are you doing today? Um, hey. So Laura took mine. I was going to say tetherball because as I'm six Smart three man. and a half, so being being tall has a huge advantage. And I'm oh assuming yeah. that in this game, most people will be average height. Yeah. So six three tetherball, I'm killing it. Yeah. I'm gonna stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. But my no, second it, guess would have been yeah. Monopoly because it takes forever to finish that game, and I might just <laughs> last longer than the person in front of me. <laughs> you sound last people. There you go. 
Uh, Sean, by the way, you have the deepest voice ever, so 6-3 does not surprise me, and I would be terrified to play tetherball against you. I there, there you go. I got there you it. Go. I got it. God, come on, Laura. Bring I'm 5'5", five five and I got it. <laughs> uh, we're playing old school rules where you can't do any holdies, none of that stuff. It's okay. <laughs> I still got it. I'm going to hit it one time over your head. What are you going to do? It's gonna Trust. Spinning spinning. I jump, bro. I jump. Don't <laughs> underestimate me. Trust, I, I jump, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I was in the game, I would hope to play against a 5'5 five five person. That would be, I'd be good. Not me because I'll right. whoop your butt. Oh, wow. I love it. Wow, there's a Great lot of game. confidence right there. Let's go. Sean, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Have a good day. Appreciate you guys. You too. All right, take care. All I right, keep real calling quick. these skid, squid games Squid Row, and I just realized that Squid Row is like a nightclub in Cabo San Lucas. Okay. I know. For the love of God. Squid games, Squid Row, right. Squid something, Dios whatever. Mio. Dios mio. Dios mio. All right, Dodgers. I said it before. Not only are they the Vegas favorite. Okay, they're the ESPN stats and info favorite, like the analytics favorite. I also said the Cardinals are not in their class. Okay, let me explain something to you, Dodger fan. This is why you need to relax. Okay, take a page out of the Aaron Rodgers book. Relax. R-E-L-A-X. Here's the deal. The Cardinals, Scott Kaplan, needed a 17-game winning streak to just get them into playoff contention, okay? Their lineup is nowhere near as good as the Dodgers, even without Max Muncy. Their starter, Adam Wainwright, is still fantastic, but he's 40 years old. And the other part of this is he's not as good as Max Scherzer. And their bullpen, nowhere near as good as the Dodgers either. And, hey, look, give Kenley credit. You mentioned it the other day. He's balling again. So... I feel like this notion that everyone's scared. It's one game. Oh, my God. The Dodgers. The history against the Cardinals. They've only beat them once in the playoffs. And it was with Manny Ramirez in 2009. None of that matters. (laughs) The Dodgers are just better, bro. Relax. Oh, man, George. Let me tell you something. I just hope you're right, dude. I really do. Um, For me, it's not really a matter of, you know, are the Dodgers better? I assume that they're better. They won 106 games on the regular season. And I, I think we've talked about it a lot as the year had gone on. So many injuries, so much adversity. And it's not like the Dodgers just kind of snuck into the postseason. They battled until the very last day of the regular season. And they only were down one game with one game to play. And had the Padres beaten the Giants, who knows what would have happened between the Dodgers and the Giants to really declare who's going to be the champion of the division. But that all being said, what makes me nervous is it's when you catch somebody. It's not who, it's when. And it seems like the Dodgers right now, when you think about it, the Kershaw news, kind of a downer. The Muncie news, a really big downer, not just emotionally, but what his bat means to this lineup. And then there's the other part of it all, which is the unknown whenever this Dodgers season ends. What's going to happen to Kershaw? What's going to happen to Jansen? What's going to happen to Seager? I mean, the list goes on and on of what will happen thereafter. So I just feel like right now, St. Louis has all this energy, all this momentum, and the Dodgers, what has happened in the final week of the season, Kershaw and Muncie, I think that it, it should make people a little bit nervous. Now, hopefully, the Dodgers win the one game, and then we see what happens when they go toe-to-toe 
with yeah, San Francisco. And, and we'll get there. But enough with this nonsense about the Cardinals. And we can tackle that further if you want to hop aboard at 877-710-ESPN and just get, get enough of this scaredy cat Dodger stuff. Hit us up. We'll get back to that 540. We got um, Radio Tinder coming up next, the most popular segment on this station. We'll be back in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Linz, what do you got? All right, guys. So the Cleveland Browns defense is one of the top reasons that they're off to a 3-1 and start so far this season. That unit has been led by star defensive end Miles Garrett, who has five sacks over the past two games, and his play has definitely caught the attention of the league. Well, earlier today, Garrett revealed that he was drug tested following yesterday's 14-7 win over the Vikings. He blames it on being sleeveless during the game. Quote, I go sleeveless for one game and they hit me with a, you got a random drug test this morning, Garrett tweeted. The NFL's drug testing system is supposed to be completely random following games throughout the season. Garrett usually wears long sleeves for games, so he believes that showing off his his guns, his, as Hulk Hogan would say, 19-inch pythons, uh, that, that may be the reason that he was tested this week. Do you think Miles Garrett is on something? Swipe left or swipe right? Cap. Do I think he's on to something or he's on something? <laughs> Do you think he's on to something? Like, do you think oh, that, he, that he's right? Okay, I'm just just clarifying. Just yeah, clarifying. Um, I would swipe right on that. Uh, this has been uh, a thing that most leagues have done. Uh, in the NBA, it's happened a number of times. When guys post these pictures that they're super swole looking, uh, sh- shortly thereafter, they're getting uh, the guy who's knocking on their door to collect the uh, urine sample. Uh, it happened to Alex Caruso like two seasons ago. So with the Lakers, I remember that specifically. So, yeah, I, I believe that, you know, that stuff happens for sure. Swipe right. I'm going to swipe left and say it's just pure coincidence. Pure coincidence. He didn't wear long sleeves. He showed off the guns, and the next thing you know, he's getting drug tested. I find it hard to believe that somebody was sitting in the league office going, hey, you see Miles Garrett this weekend? He's not wearing long sleeves. Look at his guns. He must be on the sauce. Drug test him. I'm swiping left. Well, I, I love um, that you don't think that the league would do stuff like that, but Sedano said, I feel like this is a thing in all the sports. Like, I remember there's a baseball player. I can't, I think he might have played for Toronto who had like, you know, he was like ripping, his arms were ripping out of his uniform and he got drug tested that week after he hit like two home runs. So I think it's definitely a thing, but you know, it's okay. Cause Miles Garrett is clean. So no worries. No worries. George, you'll love this. When all I was right, in college, one. when I was in college, I got drug tested all the time, all the time. And it was like, wait a second, I'm the kicker. So you guys drug test me so that there's a random drug test and the whole team is good. I mean, they didn't drug test the offensive lineman or the defensive lineman. They, tr- they drug tested the kickers. 
So maybe it does happen. Do kickers I, usually like take illegal substances during mm, the season? Like, like back when weed was illegal, yeah, I guess, but that wasn't really. Oh well, that, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Again. Okay. All right. Next one here. Wendy's much beloved Frosty isn't only for dessert anymore. It's now for breakfast too. Oh. The fast food chain is partnering with Kellogg's to make Wendy's Frosty chocolatey cereal a limited edition item that transforms the milkshake's chocolatey taste into cereal form. It hits grocery store shelves in December. The cereal contains chocolate-flavored marshmallow pieces that intermingle with crispy cocoa-coated round cereal bites. Sounds delicious. It's, they say that each spoonful evokes the irresistible taste of a Wendy's Frosty. So cereal sales have had a resurgence amid the pandemic because more people are eating breakfast at home and seeking out nostalgic brands. Now, I never used to be a big breakfast person, but I definitely started eating it more since the pandemic. Are you a breakfast person and, more specifically, a cereal person? Swipe left or swipe right. Cap. I'm going to swipe right. I do like breakfast. It is my favorite meal. I don't eat it a lot during the week, but it is my favorite meal of the day. Um, I will say that I do like cereal. Um, I specifically like cereal in some nice Greek yogurt, which is lovely and wonderful. I don't really use milk so much anymore for, for cereal. But um, there's this, uh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's like this pumpkin flaxseed granola something or other that I really like with a little blueberry yogurt. It's lovely. It's wonderful, as a matter of fact. So give it a try. Uh, I'm going to swipe left. I'm not a breakfast person. I, you know, I do intermittent fasting and I don't eat till noon. So there you go. So I don't, but I do love breakfast food. Um, but I, you know, I feel like you can have breakfast food whenever you want now. I'm like, there's no What's way. your favorite cereal? <sighs> I mean, this, this Wendy's cereal sounds to me exactly like something called Count Chocula. You guys know yeah, that cereal? Does. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You know, there was, there was Frankenberry. There was like, um, what was the magic Irish little guy? What was his name with Franken? No, what was the little berries? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't little... know. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember. I didn't, I was never allowed to eat sugar cereal. Remember? Yeah. I mean, I had my TV locked, you know? Right. So uh, my parents are pretty strict. <laughs> um, yeah, that's true. Um, I, my favorite cereal. I mean, as a kid, I used to love Frosted Flakes and Corn Pops. Those were like my two favorites. As a I'm kid. a big fan of Golden Grahams. Still delicious. I'm, I'm just not day. a cereal person. My kids love Cheerios. Yeah. So my daughter. That's had all me buy I was ever allowed to eat. Yeah, she bought. She asked me to buy something at the store yesterday. Honey nut of oat. Honey oats of nuts. H honey bunches of oats. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. Next one here. Ahead yeah. of yesterday's $700 million Powerball drawing, KSLA News 12 in Shreveport, Louisiana, did a man-on-the-street segment asking locals what they would do if they won the lottery. In what appears to be a gas station convenience store, one Powerball player had an interesting response, I guess, when he was asked what he would do with $700 million if he won. Here is what he said. Well, I'm definitely going to get a, a new supercharged Mustang with dual exhaust and about five kilos of cocaine, and I'll be good to go. <laughs> and then, you know, what was the last thing? Five and kilos be good of to cocaine, go. and I'll be good to go. Oh. Yeah. Uh, without missing a beat, the reporter was like, okay, so you like cars. You like cars. I'm not a big car person, but yeah, I might buy one if I won the lottery. It was really funny. Um, I could not think of a swipe left, swipe right question for this, but I just really wanted to play that audio. So I'm going to ask <laughs> you guys, if you won the Powerball jackpot, what is the very first thing that you would buy, Sedano? 
A house, easily. Like, I uh, I would absolutely buy a house. Like, a, ha- a bigger house to be able to... And what I would do is I would buy a house that has a large enough lot to have multiple guest houses so I can have, uh, like, my mom in one house and, like, my in-laws in another. I get instant babysitting, too, right? So I think that's part of the equation. Um, but it would have to be, like, a big enough lot where I can build these guest houses so they can have their own space and not be necessarily in my space. So it would be a house to do that, yes. My first thing that I would buy if I won $700 million in a lottery is a yacht. I want a big-ass boat. I want to be able to fish off the back of it. I want to be able to travel on it. I want to be able to go from, you know, from like, uh, I don't know, like Dana Point to uh, Catalina. I want to be able to travel by boat. That is what I would buy first. And I might not even have a house at that point. I might just live on the boat. I was going to say... I would I would ask why you wouldn't get a house, but then again, I think the boat could you know that could serve for multiple things. You could make it your transportation. You could also live there. You could have parties yeah. there. Boats are way too, boat too too much upkeep for me, bro. But you'd have. I mean, I know you have seven hundred million dollars, but it's right. still a pain yeah. in the ass. Like you still wow. have to have you have to like service a crew for that thing. That's know? right. That's why I have a captain, a chef, a massage therapist, and yes. a first hand. You know, a a deck mate. first mate. Yeah, a that. Gilligan. First, I don't hand. know, man. I need somebody. <laughs> Did you just like make it Game of Thrones? Like, yeah, I think so. Like the hand? I think I made the, the hand you know, of the, the king. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know what right. he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. But you'd be yeah. giving people jobs then, you know? Right. I guess that's true. You'd be stimulating the economy. So there you go. Sure. Uh, all right. One more. Go ahead, Linz. All right. Jags players aren't buying Urban Meyer's apology slash explanation over his weird lap dance video, and it does not bode well for his future with the team. On Monday, Meyer told media that he apologized to the team after the video showed him getting very cozy with a woman at a bar who was not his wife. Well, today, NFL reporter Mike Silver has spoken to a Jags player about the Urban Meyer scandal, and apparently players do not like the way that their coach is handling the situation. Uh, Here's what Silver tweeted. The Urban Meyer situation in Jacksonville has reached a crisis point, especially in the locker room. One player told me he has zero credibility in that stadium. He had very little to begin with. According to the anonymous Jags player, players on the team laughed at Meyer's explanation of the lap dance video, which, hey, who didn't? Can the Jags win a game with a coach that they're laughing at behind his back? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano. I mean, they'll win a game, but, I mean, he's, he's a laughing stock. I mean, I thought this was going to be a mess to begin with. Like, I thought he was way too college hokey. I'm used to being the tyrant and in control of the locker room. That stuff doesn't fly anymore in today's NFL, man. Like, it, you know, Bill Belichick is probably the last of those guys, and even he is not, like, this crazy, tyrannical uh, head coach. I mean, it's his way or the highway, but he's not doing it like – the way that previous coaches were doing it in the 90s and early 2000s or 80s or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like he is the prototypical college coach. I know more than anyone else, and he's going to fail miserably. So I'm not surprised. Guys were annoyed with him in the preseason. This is only just going to uh, serve as chum in the water for the Sharks. Yeah, I, I would say that the Jaguars will at least win one game. Usually teams find a way to win a game, even if it's in spite of their coaches. I was looking at their schedule. They do play the Texans in mid-December, so the Texans might have given up by then. They do play at the Jets in late December. There's a chance that they could win a game. By the way, there's also a really good chance they could go winless all year long because there could be a player revolt where the players are just like, I'm not playing for this guy. I mean, I'm showing up, I'm collecting my paycheck, 
But as far as effort and energy, um, I don't have it for this guy. I, I really, I thought he'll make it through this year, Urban Meyer. But every day that goes by, I'm starting to wonder if either A, they decide to fire him, which I don't think they'll do, or B, he uses his health or his mental health or some other reason for, I can't do this job, I have to bounce. And I don't think that's out of the, or, out of the question at this point. I'm going to stand by my thought that he's not going to last the season. And I say, yeah, they could win one of those games against the Texans or the Jets in December, but he's not going to be the head coach by then. And that's why they'll win. Okay. Such Fair a enough. weird story. Such a strange, bizarre story. <laughs> what a dummy. Like that. Well, I, I mean, I don't think it's that bizarre. I just think he's a dope. That's what I said. How, how can you go into your own bar slash restaurant in Columbus, Ohio, where there's not another place in the entire world where you're going to be more famous than there right. and more recognized right. and go you're and an do idiot. something like that and not expect for people to film you on their well, phones. Well, here's the thing. What, what's more offensive if you're a player for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Is it the fact that he didn't fly back with the team when they're oh, winless that. and it's didn't that. go back. Right, he should have gone back to work, breaking down film and trying to figure out how do you, how do you get right. a win. You can't ask for accountability and then not be accountable yourself. Like, that's just the problem. You know what I mean? Like, coaches love preaching that stuff, and he's one of those guys, you know? Like, so he looks like a buffoon. Uh, all right, that is Radio Tinder. We're not going to break. We're just going to pause here for, like, less than 60 seconds. <laughs> now, listen, I love Training Day the movie, and I actually think Denzel was very good in it. He was great in it. However... I will say this. I have a hot take on this. You ready, Kaplan? I'm listening. So Denzel Washington had been nominated several times over, okay, for an Academy Award and did not win those Academy Awards. For example, the Hurricane played Reuben Carter. It was an unbelievable role, right? Have you seen that movie, the boxing movie that he did? Uh, no, that one I haven't seen. Training okay. day, I'm in. Training day, I'm in. Okay, on. but it was also, he was nominated for Best Actor and, mm -hmm. and lost, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, he played Malcolm X, okay, and was nominated for an Academy Award and lost, which was mind-boggling to me. Um, and I believe he was also nominated in Philadelphia. Now, that was a supporting role. That was not the, um, the main role because the main role went to Tom Hanks. I believe, okay, that the year he lost for the Hurricane, which I think was one of Denzel's best acting jobs of any movie he's ever done, so I'm surprised you haven't seen it because it's actually a sports movie. Um, I thought he got robbed. And he got robbed because they gave it to Russell Crowe for Gladiator that year. Okay? Great movie. Gladiator's a great movie. I'm not, I'm not disputing his Gladiator's a great movie. I'm not disputing Russell Crowe didn't deserve to win... Um, or deserve to be nominated for an Academy Award. What I'm disputing is that Denzel Washington's role in the Hurricane was a better acting job than playing some Roman god or whatever it was. Not god or whatever. Like some gladiator, Roman gladiator that he was playing uh, in Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe, although, by the way, actually should have won for A Beautiful Mind. So I believe the Oscars do this make good eventually. And I feel like as great as Denzel was in Training Day, and it was great. It was not anywhere near his best acting performance, okay? And I believe that he should not have won in 2001 for training day. That he should have won previous to that at least a, once or twice before that. And it was a make good by the, uh, by the Academy. And that is my hot take. For so, and I'm someone who loves Denzel Washington. Well, I didn't realize it was 20 years. Uh, it was a great movie. 
I mean, I, I love training day. I mean, he was unpredictable. You thought he was a good cop. You find out he's kind of a bad cop, sort of a rogue cop. And then wasn't it, was it Ethan Hawke? Was that who the, uh, the co-star of the movie was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like the naive guy. And, you know, he, he wants justice. But, you know, Denzel's character is, you know, street justice will take care of itself. I mean, I, I remember the movie. I, it's 20 years. I, I, I can't remember the last time I saw it. I remember thinking that it was a great movie. But um, but I got to say, you know, it's kind of depends on on who you're up against. Not is this my best performance? Um, Russell Crowe and Gladiator. That's one of those movies, Gladiator, that if it's on and I'm flipping channels, it can it can get me for 20 or 30 minutes. And if it's late in the movie, I'll watch the rest of it. Right. So 2001, Russell Crowe wins for Gladiator. 2002, he's nominated for A Beautiful Mind. He loses to Denzel, um, who was. Who won for Training Day? By the way, Will Smith also nominated that year for Ali, which was fantastic. That was um, a good movie. Sean, Sean Penn was nominated that year. I am Sam, also fantastic. And Tom Wilkinson for In the Bedroom, which I never saw, so I don't even know if it was. I don't good even know that. who that is. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but I feel like they did it wrong. Like it should have been the year before. I mean, Denzel was not actually the year before because I think that the year before. I'm trying to see, I want to look this up. Best Actor, two thousand one pretty sure actor in a leading role it was tom hanks castaway javier bardem before the night falls russell crowe jeffrey rush for quills ed harris and pollock um so that was it it was the year before the year before was when hurricane came out and 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 denzel lost that one so Mm. there you go well training day was a good movie and it's i can't believe it's 20 years old already man things happen so fast you know i mean just 20 years just flew by you know, I mean, like, yeah. where did that time yeah. go? Yeah. 20 yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that, though? Like it was a, your, your son was a year old at that point, perhaps. Uh, what year was that? Uh, 2001. Yeah. yeah. 1999, I think, was the year that he was. Yeah, it's oh, like no, a, a little over a year old. Yeah, it might not the Sedano knows. Sedano knows how old your kid was in that year. And you did not. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. He might he, he, he might have been cl- getting close to two at that point. The Oscars are in February. So he was born in 99. No, he was bo- not born in 1999. He was born in 2000. You no, messed it up again. I know. You know, I called my son today. He's 21. I called my son today. I go, hey, listen, um, I'm going to SoFi Stadium on Thursday, and I'm taking all these 710 listeners, and we're going to tour the stadium, which I think is going to be really fascinating because after I heard John Gruden after the game last night complaining about the visitors' locker room, I'm like, can't wait to go in and see what he was talking about. And I said to my son, hey, you got a pair of, like, kicking cleats I can borrow you know, because we're going to kick some field goals. He's like, no, nah, I got nothing for you. He goes, you, you can't borrow any of my stuff. So I got nothing, George. I'm going to have to kick barefoot on, on Thursday as we go inside SoFi Stadium with all these 710 listeners. Barefooted, George Sedano. By the way, did that? you just pivot because you messed up your son's birthday again for the second time? You still no, didn't know when just, he was wow. born. <laughs> it, was, it was more that you screwed me up by saying 99, and then I started to think, was it 99? Was it 2000? Yeah, so. You did it again, See, though. Why'd yeah, you blame where... me? It's your it's son, so not mine. Yeah, a good dad steps in and says, no, 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 Sedano, it's not 99, it's 2000. That's the year my son was born. Yeah. yeah. Bad and dad. then you, you said, yes, you agreed. Wow. <laughs> Bad dad. <laughs> and then I realized, no, that's wrong. Your son was born in 2000. That's why he called, because he called to call you a dumbass that mm-hmm. day. Right. Deservedly so. Hi. Now Deservedly I get why so. they have issues with you, Cap. Well, my two, my two younger daughters, they do get pissed at me. Like, when I get their birthday screwed up, I'm like, Jaden, isn't your birthday November 3rd and Julia, yours is December 10th? They're like, no, Dad, it's the other way around. I'm like, oh, okay. And then they really get pissed at me. Like, my fourth one, 
Like, I, I never know what year it was that she was born. She's like, how do you not know what year it was? I was like, dude, you were kid number four. By the time you came, my head was spinning like I was Urban Meyer right after a game. You know, that's the way it was back then. It's hard. It's hard when you got four kids. All you got to remember is four years, bro. Yeah. Can't anybody be compassionate? Not that hard. I mean, my there, mom. no empathy here? My mom. She has six kids. She never gets, she only gets my older sister, which is her firstborn, right? And my two brothers who are autistic. The other three, and I'm one of the other three, We she never knows. Yeah, see, me and your mom could get down. But that's six, bro. That's yeah, two more kids. she has six. Well, I mean, she gets three right and she gets three wrong. I generally get two right. You don't get very many right. I'm like fifty percent. I'm like Laura's mom. I'm like a five hundred, you know, average. You know, pretty good. It's not terrible. Ah, good lord. Uh, Hey, so listen, I I want to tack. I want to do two things here. We got two big stories that I want to get to in the next two segments. Okay, one of them is about the Lakers getting no respect from the NBA GMs. The NBA GMs do this yearly survey. It's posted on NBA.com. Lakers are not getting enough love and respect. I want to get to that. But I do want to do the football game again. Which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do the fresh story, or do you want to talk about Raiders Chargers next? I'd say I'm going to go freshness here. I'm going to say let's talk about this Laker lack of respect. Um, I did read through uh, all of these different you know, categories that the GMs rank players, yeah. and I thought to myself, wow, that's kind of interesting because, um, man, if you listen to us, I mean, the Lakers are going to go like 82-0 and 0 and win well, the championship. Well, how about that? Let's not get crazy. Oh, we're not getting that. That's okay. 81-1, my bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's do that. Since you gave me the choice, I'll, okay. take, I'll okay. take behind door number B. In the interim, I did B. promise some crazy Dodger stats for this series against um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn uh, St. Louis. Um, here are a couple of things to keep an eye on, okay? This, I, I love giving this stuff. Uh, out of context because, you know, look, I'm the firm believer. I sat here in the last hour uh, and told you that the Cardinals are not in the Dodgers class. And I do believe that. And I don't care about the history against the Dodgers in the playoffs with guys who are not even, some of them not even alive the first time they played uh, against each other in the playoffs. And other guys who are certainly not no longer in baseball. But here are some interesting little anecdotes because I feel like something has to give here, okay, with the Dodgers. The Cardinals, I mentioned, had to win 17 straight just to get themselves into playoff contention, have won eight straight Adam Wainwright starts, and they've won 11 straight road games recently. And here's what the Dodgers have going for them, okay? This is why I say something has to give. The Dodgers have won 11 straight Max Scherzer starts and 15 straight home games. So one team who has been fairly hot, I mean, both of them have been fairly hot, I mean, the Dodgers have lost, what, I don't know, less than 20 games since August 1st? Like, that's insane. Um, Is going to lose off a great hot streak. The Cardinals hot streak getting more pub because it's more recent and more elongated in one shot. But there's, you know, the Dodgers have been incredible since August 1st for the most part. Meanwhile... The umpire, everyone always loves talking officials, Cap, right? Like the who the referee is, who the referees are, who the umpire is, etc., right? Do you know who the umpire is for tomorrow's game? I have absolutely zero idea. In fact, I don't even think I can name very many umpires. Joe West, is he still an umpire? You nailed it! Get Cowboy Joe West, Get here. who is unbelievably controversial, right? Hence why we know we call him Cowboy Joe West, right? He's the only guy whose name I know, yeah. Um, now, both guys have had a lot of success historically with Joe West behind the plate. Max Scherzer, 56 and two-thirds innings. 
a 2.06 ERA and 3.35 strikeouts per base on ball. Adam Wainwright, only 21.1 innings, 21 and a third, but a 1.27 ERA and 3.17 strikeouts per base on ball. Both guys have been phenomenal. Now, they're just generally phenomenal. But they, I believe, knowing how to pitch to the umpire helps, and that's part of the playoff experience. So I think we're in for a hell of a game. I still think the Dodgers win because they've got the better team, but we're in for a hell of a game tomorrow. Just a hell of a game. I really I'm so excited it. to watch this. But if but if you're going to say the word phenomenal, I think you got to say it the right phenomenal. Way. There you go. Yeah. Um. Look, it, it's going to be super exciting. It, it's really funny because I was listening today to Travis and Sliwa earlier in the morning, and then I was listening to Mason and Ireland this afternoon, and there was no Ireland, but Clinton Yates was in today. Yeah. Can and you save out- this story for the other side? Because we have to break, and we only have three minutes and thirty. We have a three minute and thirty second break here. Yes. The story is just about how everybody else hates the one-game playoff other than you. Okay, I, right, I, and I'm alone on that island, and then we can talk about that further as well. Then we're going to get into why the Lakers are being disrespected by NBA GMs. What's new? And then we'll get into Raiders-Chargers one last time. Plus, big deal or no deal at 6.30. All coming up, but we're back in three minutes and 30 seconds. Oh. 